Welcome to Salem the Podcast. We are your hosts and favorite Salem tour guides. My name is Jeffrey Lilly. And I am Sarah Black. Thanks for tuning in. Today, we are going to be talking about tourism in Salem. Just that overarching why we are such a popular destination. Of course, we're coming to you from Salem, but we work in the tourist industry. If, if, so. we, hadn't, if we hadn't already shoehorned that in once yeah, or Yeah, yeah. So this is guides. kind of like our thing, right? Bread, bread and butter. Yeah, we wanted to present you with an overarching... Narrative? Tu- yeah, tourism of like a blueprint. Yeah. A blueprint to Salem's tourism. So whether you've come to Salem, you're planning to come to Salem, you want to return, or you just want to live vicariously through the people that visit. It's it's a huge deal. Salem is on people's bucket lists. People came from all over the world. We used to get regular visitors from Australia. Yeah, it's super cool. Which I was like, you're, you're traveling like 24 hours on a plane to come see me. That's kind of cool. But I like, would much rather like pop over to Australia. Yeah, but, but it's like, we, oh, where are we? Let's go to Salem. Uh, we got a lot of French Canadians. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to give tours for Japanese school groups. Like, so they'd come over and like on their list of things to do while they were here was go to Salem. You're like, that's, that's great to, to me. That's and I understand like we live here. Yeah. Obviously we love it for a reason. Right. And I understand that other people love it. But that's Tim that's crazy. Yeah. Some people come here and it's been on their bucket list for years. Yeah. And it's like their place that yeah. they've been above all yeah. trying to get to. You wanna you want a little funny story? Sure. Okay. Last year I had one of the most interesting tours I've probably ever given and or groups of people and uh biggest regret of the season might be, and I just forgot to get a picture with these women. Um, It was, it was three women. uh, So mother and two daughters. And then we're like, Oh, we're chatting. And they're like, Oh, and we have our sister with us. And I sort of, I didn't quite understand what they meant. And one of the women pulls out a little urn (laughs) from her purse. Oh my God. She had the ashes of their sister. Yeah, Yeah. So, she, uh, she, she'd recently she'd passed away during covid i, I don't think it was uh covid related I, I can't quite remember and if you hear me my apologies um but it had been on the this was going to be a family thing the sister yeah. had always wanted to do this so she passes away and then they still make this like trek to salem with her with her and from, where were they from i can't remember i'm sorry that's okay um and I thought, like, they, she just, like, kept, like, put, oh, we got this urn out. And I'm like, why? Why? I should have gotten a picture, like, with the three of them. And, like, I could have been holding it there. And I just didn't. And I will forever regret that. But you will always have that memory. But I will always. And, like, that is, that is what it means to some people to come here, which. They come post-mortem. <laughs> literally. It's, like, fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a story exactly the same, but I did have several folks that. They were coming to the Northeast to celebrate someone that they had lost uh-huh. as well. They were going to pop up to New Hampshire, climb one of his favorite mountains, and release his ashes. And they stopped in Salem first. So That's awesome. it's, yeah, it's like it, it, it's more frequent than you think, although yeah. they definitely didn't bring him with them. Okay. Yeah. Hey, he missed out. What a unique experience. <laughs> it was, it was great. It was, it was, it was great. But that, to give you some idea, of, of what it's like in this city. That's, that's it. Yep. So I get a lot of questions on tour about, you know, what's the industry here? We've got a nice city, um, beautiful roads, got a couple new condo buildings going up. Salem itself has been in pretty big development specifically in the last 50 years, even more so in just the last 20 years. 
So but people did, ask, where did all that come from? Where Where's the money coming from? What's the industry here you, in Salem? You, the, the tourists, it's, the people coming yeah, here. It's tourism. Yeah, it sustains our economy and, and, and it's what drives it. But that's not always been the case. No. Nope. We started originally as a fishing village or the, the place of good fish, which is actually what the indigenous name of the land that we now call Salem was. Namkeg. And uh, then we went into when the, the Puritan era, obviously the trials uh, were a big shipping port. At one point, we're the richest city in the United States. First millionaire in America comes from Salem, importing spices and peppers from literally all over the world. Actually, outside of the Peabody Essex Museum, which we'll be talking about in a little bit, it's this big anchor. Mm-hmm. And I was giving one of these tourists to one of these Japanese school groups and telling them that that anchor had been on a ship that had been from Salem to Japan hundreds of years ago. Uh, unfortunately, there's a bit of a language barrier. I don't think they quite oh, no. got what I was saying. That's so epic, though. <laughs> I know. You're like, that's, that's... Like a taste of home. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was really, really interesting. And then the fountain uh, right there also has oh, that yeah. Shinto-style shrine yep. as a memoriam to that. Gates uh, to the east. Yeah. But then our shipping industry sort of dries up. Yep. Ha-ha. Uh, Move towards textiles. Yep. We did that for a while. Kind of get hit with something bad, though. Yeah. In 1914, we've got the Great Fire. A third of the city is pretty much wiped out. One afternoon. About 20,000 refugees with no place to go. Tragedy. Uh, We lose about 1,300 buildings. And this is 1914. And um, Salem doesn't really come back until like the 70s. 70s. So we just talked about Bewitched. And some people would argue that that's sort of a, a catalyst to tourism in Salem. Personally, I'd argue that we have a that catalyst sort of really starts in the late 1800s with the souvenir spoon. So it's a location-based witch spoon. Don't worry, we'll be talking a lot more about that in a whole other episode. But the it is the first souvenir uh, item location-based in the country. You can get it in this mail order catalog. It's got a witch on it. It's at Salem, wildly popular. And I believe you can still get them in Salem today. There's a few places that sell uh, some of the original silver. Uh, spoons in, in some of the antique stores. So not only do we have the first location-based souvenir, we also have the first national historic site. Yep. So not historic home. Or national park. But historic site. Yeah, which is part of the national park's property. So there's a few things that differentiate these things. So it's not a big, wild park like Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of our coastline. Yeah, so it's called the Salem Maritime National Historic Site. And this encompasses the wharf. So mm-hmm. it's this piece of land that jets out into our harbor. Ships used About to come half up. Mile. Yep. It used to have little uh, buildings. buildings on there and that they would you, stop in. If you stand out there or walk down there, try to just just close your eyes for a minute and imagine you are standing on one of a hundred or so wharves that stretch to the left and right of you with thousands of ships coming into the Salem Harbor every day. I try and do that. I'm like, I I can't even. Oh, it would have been incredible. Yeah. That whole area, that whole seaport district. Yeah. Rich with history. Even today, I always tell people, just stroll down that way and keep going. Keep going down Derby Street. Keep going down Essex Street because you are going to run into block after block of homes from the 16, 17 and 1800s. 
It's really a, a, a treasure that we have. So it, that site encompasses the wharf. Mm-hmm. We've also got the U.S. Customs House mm-hmm. right across the street from it, where the, the merchants would stop, pay taxes and whatnot. Avoid taxes. Avoid taxes. Well, that was the tunnels. That's <laughs> what those are for. We'll talk about those later. <laughs> um, and then right next to the Customs House, we've got the Derby House, yeah. correct? Yeah, that's um, the uh, first stone. Or Sorry, 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 sorry. Brick. I know you love your brick. Uh, oldest <laughs> brick structure in Salem. And that's just like a smattering uh, of things. Uh, but we do have that that sort of, as we said, we just talked about Bewitched. And that brings this in. And remember, this 60s and 70s, we've got the Adams Family, Monsters, Bewitched, I Dream of Genie, this sort of revival of this Halloween spookiness. And Salem is somewhere you can go. You can physically go. And people start coming. And they keep coming. And keep coming. (laughs) So Salem has seen an explosion in popularity. Uh, Like we said, the catalyst, in my opinion, the cat, we would have gotten here eventually, but the real catalyst is bewitched. It really starts to boom after that. And I think with the invention of the internet and like social media, we have only seen a further explosion just within the last 10 years. Like I mentioned in the first episode, I've been coming here since 2010. Mm -hmm. And like, I remember when the 4th of July uh, celebration was just kind of like a, a local thing. Now we have checkpoints with police officers and it's like, and it's, it's thousands of people now. So Salem just within the last 10, 15 years has exploded. I had a friend of mine who went to Salem state university. So this was a few years ago. Uh, we came here to see her and to spend Halloween downtown Mm -hmm. and and it's probably 2000 to 2003 time and it was it was mobbed and i was like oh my gosh i'm like to be fair part of me was like i'm never doing this again <laughs> and <laughs> now i'm <don't> <laughs> so that's that's how that works but it was and it, it just gets bigger and bigger i was going to say what what was it like considering what we saw this year i i remember i don't remember a lot cuz you know <laughs> it was a yeah it was yeah, yeah. kind of a big party yeah but I remember it being packed. I remember it being shoulder to shoulder. I remember music. I remember drinking. And it just remember being like, like a lot of fun, but very, very crowded. Very crowded. So, but that's, that's Halloween. It's yeah, not that's Halloween. Like that. We got, we got a whole lot of other things going on in the city that's totally separated from that. We've actually been called a five season city by I, our mayor. I was going to say, I think that's a direct quote from Mayor Kim Driscoll. I think it's a quite accurate representation of the city as well um we're gonna go through some of these events just keep in mind october is an animal there are so many other times to visit and during those other times you're gonna see a lot less people so you can actually do some of these things so it's a it's a catch-22 some people love coming for for the october for the vibe for the spooky and they don't care we're gonna wait in line we're gonna it's fine great people watching yeah and some people are like no i i want a little more relaxed atmosphere and some and there's also specific things people come for. Like we'll start in the wintertime. January is a little quiet. Uh, as we roll into February, though, we got a fun little activity. Yeah, right around Valentine's Day, you'll see some things pop up like the Salem So Sweet Festival. Which is uh, ice sculptures. Yep. Also, the Salem Night Tour does an anti-Valentine tour. Murder, death, love, betrayal. Yeah, fun. super fun. 
So only during February yeah, too. So if you want to take it, you yeah. got to come during that time. I think it was what, like the, the fourth through the 14th or something. Correct. Yeah. So it's just those first few weeks and, and that's a fun, another little thing that, that you can do, but that's a special tour only around that time of year. You get to see ice sculptures, chocolate, and that's it. Just keep in mind. It is a little gray and a it's little a little cold, cold. cold. And but when we move into spring, things start to warm up. Right. Salem starts to come more alive. You're going to start seeing uh, the markets come around. Mm-hmm. So we do a variety of different markets. We've got the Salem Farmer's Market. I think that's I think, every Thursday. Yep. I, think, I believe that kicks off in June. Something like that. And goes through October, actually. Yeah. Uh, I think that first Thursday or so in October, we still have our, our Farmer's Market. Yep. We've got the and, Salem Flea. Yep. And the Artist Markets are there as well. Now, by the way, all of these things are in Derby Square, which is where the old town hall is. Yeah, you might recognize it from Hocus Pocus. One of the uh, scenes was sort of kind of not really filmed outside. Not, don't, we'll get there. Yeah. Um, but Derby Square has been used as public land for the better part of two centuries. Yeah, they were holding markets in there Yeah, 100 years ago. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite things about that area. People are like, oh, our farmer's market. And you're like, we've been doing this here for centuries. Yeah. One of my favorite parts about the summertime is the Salem Arts Festival. So usually that's also in June. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, about a weekend. I think it's Saturday and Sunday. And I mean, it's just, there's so much going on. You've got live performances. You've got vendors. Actually, I think it's in two different locations now. It's so big. It's gotten gotten a little bigger than just just that just downtown. Derby yeah. Square. Yeah, uh, Salem's a big art city as well. We we have uh, a lot of murals on different buildings, art centric, music centric. Uh, we we have a jazz fest, a literary fest, a poetry fest, arts fest, and sort of whenever you're coming, keep an eye out for these sorts of things. We've got some good live music scenes mm-hmm. when we can. Yeah, and oh, another favorite thing to do in the summertime: take the ferry. You, you love to do that. I love the ferry. <laughs> I love the ferry. Stay in Boston and come up to Salem for a day. Uh-huh. Just hop on the ferry or go, if you stay in Salem, you can go to Boston for a day and you come in on the skyline. You've got the airplanes flying overhead. It is such a cool experience. I do it at least once a summer. To, I've never done that. That's not the only boat kind no, of thing no, we no. got either. <laughs> boat tours are one of my favorites. Uh, so... Salem's Harbor, of course, infamous in its heyday. Now we can just go take tours. You love the... um, The fame. The fame. Yeah, so it's a recreation of a schooner used in the War of 1812. I can't remember the captain's name at this moment. I've taken the thing like almost half a dozen times at this point. But he just fell in love with this story, fell in love with the ship, rebuilt it, like created a replica, uh-huh. and now he takes people out. So you go on a little tour of Salem Harbor. He tells you about the history, tells you about the War of 1812, and then he shoots off one of the little cannons on the boat. It is so cool. <laughs> little, little it's very time. loud, but like at that point, you may have had a rum drink, or and two. you don't care. <laughs> you can also, he asks for volunteers to raise the sail up, which that's, I think is so neat. Fun. So you actually get to, it's a hands-on experience. So another another great harbor tour that I like, which doesn't have a cannon, way more rum though, <laughs> is uh, the Tiki Tiki Hut boat. So the, it's literally- The coveted Tiki Hut boat. It, It's a little floating Tiki Hut that you just pop around the Salem Harbor for an hour and a half. They are fantastic. They're wonderful people. They're kind, funny, generous. The drinks are amazing. Uh, get an Uber there. <laughs> <'Cause you're, laughs> only fits six people, right? Only fits six people. 
Uh, and we got tickets to go this year. Uh, so I'm pretty excited. We'll get to try that out. You've never been. I've never been, but I've got multiple people, including yourself, with multiple slots. So I'm just <laughs> jumping on people's parties. <laughs> so so that's one, one of the problems about something as popular as the Tiki. It went on sale in early January. It sold out that day, right? And like a lot of the spaces sold out. Um, don't get me wrong. There will be cancellations, delays. People can do this. So always double check if you're coming to Salem. Be like, hey, maybe we'll get lucky. Maybe we'll get a couple spots in the Tiki Hut boat. And if you can't, you can always take the Maui Maui cruise. Maui Maui. And if you can't, and if you can't, you can always take the Mahi Mahi cruise, which I've also never done. Neither. We can do that. You've never done it? No. Okay. Let's go. We got a checklist of stuff that we got to do. You've done the fame, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. I did it actually. I can't remember. It was a couple of years ago, but it was one of those nights that just got cold. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're like, oh, this is a nice afternoon in the night. And we were out in the harbor and we're all just sort of like sitting there. And it was fun. He was super enthusiastic. Mm -hmm. uh, And I keep meaning to go again. And I, I, I just haven't. Yeah. Let's definitely do it. Yeah. It'd be fun. Put put on our bucket list. We have a sale on bucket list. See? See, I love being a tourist in my own city. Yeah. It's one of the most fun things. And it's again, one of the reasons that I love the city. Uh, So let's see what else we got. Um, other than all these markets and uh, events. You can talk about some of the brick and mortar places. Yeah, absolutely. So, of course, if you're coming to Salem, probably looking for some history. No shortage of museums and attractions. In the Peabody Essex Museum, I think is probably the... Uh, Definitely the biggest. Yeah. and Definitely the oldest. Yep. Not um, witch-centric, right? So we have the Witch Museum, the Witch History Museum, the Witch Dungeon Museum, which we'll get to in a minute. But the Peabody Essex Museum... Is a whole other thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's more of a, let's first off, off the bat, it is the oldest continuously operating museum in the country. So like we mentioned earlier in this episode, tourism in Salem didn't just start with Bewitched. Pem's a world-class museum. Yes. So it all started with these merchants. They're going to the far east and they're kind of trying to one up each other. Just bringing back. Ooh, look what I got. What'd you get? You're like, oh, yeah, I got these shrunken heads. What'd what did get? Jerry get? Like, oh, I heard he brought back a house. <laughs> yeah. Like, no joke. Someone An actual house. An actual house from China. They took it apart brick by brick, loaded up on the ship, and it is now at the PBDS Museum. And you can tour it. Yeah. So these are the kind of things, like those exotic items that the folks over in New England had never even laid eyes on. Right. These are the S- things going on display. Speaking of things no one has laid eyes on, my favorite thing in the Peabody Essex Museum is the penguin. So, have you seen the penguin? I have not. No? The penguin? The penguin. Okay, so, <laughs> okay, here we go. So, in the Salem A to Z exhibit, uh, there are some artifacts that were brought back by these people. One of them is the taxidermied body of a penguin. Here's the thing, though. So they get the body of the penguin, but they have to take all the meat out because they can't just let them that yeah. rot. <laughs> so you're going to taxidermy. So if you skin and bones, and they bring it to a taxidermist up here. Taxidermist had never seen a penguin. It's he was em- probably so confused. And we know penguins are, like, big and cute and chunky, and you're yeah. like, oh. He s- stuffs it. More like a flamingo, maybe. It's got like this big long neck. Yeah. Because he doesn't realize that it's supposed to be all full of fat and blubber. Oh my so god. So it's like this like 
vacuum seal. That's kind of creepy. Ew, that's kind of creepy. It's so cool. But that just speaks to the day and the age and the history and the knowledge or the lack of knowledge that they had. Right, right. And it just sort of encompasses so many really interesting things about that era. You know, they brought the first elephant through Salem Port, right? Yes. Okay, so yes. to, much like your weird-shaped penguin, yeah. when they prepare to bring this elephant over to Salem Harbor, most of these folks, if not all of them, had never even seen an elephant before. They don't know what it needs to eat. They don't know or, how much or, water or it needs. Yeah, so like halfway through the journey, they're like, shoot, this thing is going to drink all of our water. What are we supposed to do? Story goes. <laughs> I, yep. <laughs> they actually gave the elephant all of their ale. Yeah. And they all survived. And The elephant she, survived? The elephant survived. She was just stumbling a oh, little bit like, when she got off the boat. <laughs> which is fine. To be fair, uh, as the elephant is stumbling around the streets of Salem, many of you have likely done the same thing. Oh, <laughs> us included. Right. They yeah. ended up, you know, they brought her to the old town hall. Yes. Where they have all these Derby Square, like yep. where they have all these markets. So full circle. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, so, okay. So my favorite thing in the Salem A to Z exhibit, I totally bypassed the penguin. I don't know how I missed that. Um, I probably thought like, oh, that's a weird looking bird. And then right, just you kept didn't going. Even know that, yeah. But, um, and I like, I remember you round the corner. And so A to Z, you got 26 different vignettes um, about Salem's history. And on S, when you come to S, it's for scandal. And in in this little glass case is one of the weapons that was used to kill Captain White in the Gardner Pingree house. And if you know anything about Salem, and if you've ever taken a single night tour here in town, you're going to hear that story. It is one of my most favorite uh, death murder stories. Oh yeah, uh, in in the world maybe, and perhaps because it inspired the board game Clue, and it also inspired a murder that you are mostly all likely familiar with, and that is a Telltale Heart, yeah, by Mr. Edgar Allan Poe. So I pretty much stay. They have the club, the hand carved actual club murder weapon. It, used it's not, to hit him over the head. It's not a replica. Nope. It's not a picture. It's not a... How did it, they get that? It, oh, they must have left it at the crime scene and then they held sure. on to it? We'll, uh, we'll get to that. We'll cover all oh, that. Oh, yeah. I forgot. We <laughs> are gonna, we're going to devote a whole episode a to Gardner Pingree. Okay. Yeah. So, Believed to be haunted. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Like everything in Salem. <laughs> like every, right? That building and that building and that building and the streets. and the, If you've ever seen the tourists stumbling around, it's no surprise everything's haunted. <laughs> so... In addition to an actual physical uh, museum, there are some outdoor places uh, that we, well. So in addition to the PEM, there's some other museums in town. I mentioned before, which museum, Mm -hmm. which history museum, which dungeon museum. Which one would you do? Which, 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 which which museum would you do? (laughs) (laughs) That's always the question is which museum. So, how many times have you been asked, where's the witch museum? Oh my God. And I'm like, which, and which, which museum? <laughs> or how, can you help me find my walking tour? Oh, you're like, like what it, what's it called? I don't know. I don't know. It's like there is at like, least I, two dozen companies here in I town. I see your receipt. To be fair, we, I know where most people meet. Yeah. I've, I've sent people to you. I've sent and people. And I've sent people to your old place. I, I have sent people to your first stop. I oh don't my know. God. I don't know if. Like someone came up to me and I knew you had already started uh-huh. and it was like seven ten. Oh, you knew and where I, I would and be. And I was like, oh my gosh. I'm like, you're to-. I'm like, I can't. Oh my God. 
Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know if I ever told you that. No, think, you didn't. Yeah. We'll have to, I appreciate it. And I was like, okay, here's what you do. You're looking for Sarah. She looks like this. She's going to be here. She might be here, but go to the top of Derby Square, uh, past the town hall. She should be up there next to Wicked Good Books. Oh um, my God. I have no idea if they found you. No, I think they did. Was okay. this like towards the end of the season? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was like a, like, yeah, a, they, they can't, they jumped on okay. either. I had two different instances, like within one week, two people jumped on at Derby Square and then two people jumped on at the fountain. So there we go. I think. Your people I, made it. That's hilarious. <laughs> I forgot. I've totally until. Please don't be late for your tour. Thank you. <laughs> we so, will leave at the scheduled time. Yes. Why wouldn't we? So, uh, you would ask. Sorry. Oh yeah. At, which 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 museum which, which, would you which go dungeon? to? Which dungeon? Same. Yeah. And why? It's haunting. Not haunted. Haunting. It, it's it's disturbing. That's not the right word. Um, no, no, no. I agree. Yeah, the replica jarring, jarring the replica replicas of the cells and the uh, reproduction of a trial is uh, hits home. Yeah, it's kind of like a two part experience. You go in uh, the building outside is pretty cool. You go in and they do a recreation of Elizabeth Proctor's trial. And if you've seen The Crucible, this is John Proctor's wife. Mm -hmm. They actually use the original trial transcripts so that, to inform that really script. Neat. So I appreciate the authenticity yeah. there. And then they bring you downstairs into that recreation of the dungeon Ugh. and things get pretty morbid. Yeah. Which is good. We, we That's again, getting back to this construct of education, education. versus commercialization. Yeah. And if you want some commercialization, you can go take a picture in the stocks outside the museum. That's exactly what you need. If you're going to go talk about the people in jail, you need your selfie in the stockades. Selfie in the stockades. That should be a hashtag. <laughs> You need you need one of the sticks though. You can't do it like with the. Oh, you want to actually lock them in? Well, no, because if you if your hand and hands are in the stockade and you have like your camera, you have to do like this turn to the. Oh. Right, so you, you can't you got, have. It's not. Right, if you got the selfie stick though, then is it not considered good. a selfie if someone else takes it? I don't know. I have sure. I don't know. No, no, because you're not doing it yourself. Yeah, but it's of you. I don't know. I, there's a portrait. Can you take a? <laughs> Can you take a portrait of me? <laughs> It would need to be painted, put on the mantle. Um, <laughs> Anyways. So in addition to these uh, indoor physical locations, we have some outdoor experiences as well. So we've got the Willows. If you're looking for a place to kind of escape the crowd, especially when things get busier around here, we've got this nice place that kind of jets out, looks over the ocean. It used to be used as a quarantine space for people with tuberculosis. Because they used to have to take in the air. That right. was one of the things. They, they understood that fresh air helped you get better. And, well, obviously, you're living in asbestos and lead-lined buildings. No surprise that a day at the beach is going to give you a bit of energy. Yep. They put up all these willow trees. It was supposed to comfort, you know, tuberculosis patients. I believe is when the, the park opens in 1801. I believe the willow trees are put in 1836. And they're still there and they're beautiful. They are. It's a nice space, but it's not just, I mean, I don't think you're going to run into a bunch of TB patients there anymore. Oh. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's a COVID joke. Right, you get nah. some fresh air. We always used to go on COVID walks. That's what Actually, that is where I went on yeah. COVID walks. I would go down to the willows and I would walk out on the, the stones because like there was nothing to do. That's what I, I would go from here down to, to the Forest lighthouse. River. No, no, I'd go to the lighthouse and back again. That was my daily COVID walk. Damn. Yeah. That's a good walk. Yeah. 
now if you visit the willows, you're not going to, you're probably not going to catch tuberculosis. Um, or COVID because you're outside. But they do have lots of fun activities. So they've got an arcade there, uh, several different food places. One of my favorites, in fact, if you're looking for the best lobster roll for your buck, check out the Clam Shack. Uh-huh. And if you're looking for something uh, a little more interesting, there's a... Yeah. Are you going with the Salem sandwich right now? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what? If you're into it, just head down there. Look, look for the uh, that classic staple of, of, of Salem. There's great popcorn down there, uh, great ice cream down there, and you can just go and get your popcorn, ice cream, fried seafood, and dip your toes in the water. Sounds like a good day. Yeah. They're putting in new tennis courts as well. Really? I yes. believe. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go skate on that. <gasps> <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to, but I'm going to do it anyways. You're rule breaker. Now it's on the record. Damn it. Uh-oh. So let's see. Anything else we got to cover uh, in our regular sort of off the beaten path? I don't think so. Oh, oh, oh. oh. Wait, Wait a minute. What, 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 what were you going to say? What, what were you going to say? I wonder if what I'm going to say is right across the street from what you were going to say. It is. Yes. Okay. Well, that was pretty good. That so was good. I'm going to say the House of Seven Gables. And I was going to say Ye Old Pepper Company. <laughs> Very nice. So the oldest candy store in America is also in Salem. It's called Ye Old Pepper Company. They've got some really old candy in a jar in there from like the 1800s, mm-hmm. which I just think is super neat. And they actually do make the same, like it's called a, Gibralt- a Gibraltar? Gibraltar. Gibraltar. It's like this lemony, chalky candy. Uh-huh. Uh, they're okay. But if you want to go buy some OG candy, some, you can go check them out. Vintage, you yeah. know, replica, new old stock. I heard a rumor once that Oprah got her can like she orders her candy from there. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't. I don't know if maybe it's, no confirmation. Yeah. Oprah, they and, and during the uh, holiday season. And sorry, by holiday season, I mean Halloween. They have a uh, chocolate covered candy corn. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah. So if you like, and I know there's a divide on candy corn, and we're not going to get into that issue. <laughs> But if it's your thing, check out the chocolate-covered candy corn. And it's right across the street from? The House of Seven Gables. One of the original tourist spots in town. And uh, it is, I would always recommend going down there. The gardens are beautiful. The buildings are beautiful. Has uh, ties to Nathaniel Hawthorne. Uh, Incredible architecture. Yeah, a hidden staircase. Widely regarded as one of the best tours you can yeah. really take in town. And it's been so for decades at this Obviously, point. It was in the TV show Bewitched. No idea if you're going to find a haunted uh, bed warmer, but who knows? Maybe you'll get lucky. If you do see one, don't take it. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't take it. <laughs> oh, in that same vein as well, we can't forget about uh, Pioneer Village. Pioneer Village. That's down by Forest River. And it's technically the first living history museum in America. Yeah, that's pushing. That's almost 100 years old. Uh, they might be moving it soon, which is a Bit of a point of contention in the city, so we're just going to leave it at that. Uh, but they did film uh, a very, 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 very brief opening sequence in Hocus Pocus yeah. there. Thackeray that, Binks's house. Yes. However, the flyover is not. That's uh, down in um, Plymouth. Okay. So like the, 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 the village flyover is right. Plymouth. Just hit the exterior of his house is Pioneer Village. Gotcha. But you can still visit it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's cool. It's outdoor. You see what it would have looked like here. Back in 1630. Yeah. Yeah. Now, anything else? Oh, let's... oh I got, I got something. Oh, what? What's your, what's your favorite thing to do in the city? What's your favorite event? Favorite event. She's oh, like, oh, 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 she yeah. Remembered. He was, he knew it was going to come up. Yeah. Okay. 
The Food Truck Festival. Yep. I love the Food Truck Festival. I have been every year. I go every single day and I plan to spend several hours. So it's like the the food trucks take over the Salem Commons. Gosh, there's probably like a good 30 of them at at least. And you've got a beer garden in the center. Any type of food you could want. They got fruit on sticks. They've got a grilled cheese truck, different tacos, barbecue, meatballs. My friend got a meatball the size of her face last year. I I saw I was waiting in line and I was I was debating whether or not to get the the that size the massive one. Or three smaller meatballs. I went with the three smaller meatballs. Good choice. Yeah. She ate the whole thing. I was amazed. The biggest meatball I've ever seen in my life. Usually it falls in the last weekend of September. So Salem itself isn't, you know, as crazy as it is in October. It mm-hmm. just gets worse from there. I shouldn't say worse. Better? It gets busier, 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 more congested from there. Looks like the schedule this year, 2022, uh, it's going to be in the last weekend of August. Yes. So it will be a little hot. Yeah. And I don't know if that, that might change. That's just what I see on the schedule as, as I look. Yeah. Up at, for the moment, it could definitely end up in yeah. August. Which could be a good thing. Yeah. Bring more that's people. Usually sort of just a precursor to our spooky season. Yeah. So like we said, five seasons. October is that fifth Winter, season. Spring, summer, fall. October. We mentioned at the beginning that Salem has been growing pretty much exponentially. The amount of visitors we see coming to the city is pretty insane at this point hundreds of thousands and that's no exaggeration yeah so this year in particular beyond what we had ever even I would say imagined this is the busiest season i have ever seen and anyone who any other business owner or or tour guide or retailer or employee in the city pretty much agreed this is the busiest was the busiest october we had ever seen i actually saw an interview with kim driscoll the mayor and she's and this was halfway through October, so we hadn't even seen the latter half of the month yet. She said usually five hundred thousand people visit Salem during the whole month, and of course on Halloween we can s- expect around one hundred and fifty to two hundred thousand. But this year, she was estimating close to a million people. That's amazing. It's insane. Thank you all for coming. Uh, but let's talk about what. That looks like with all of you visiting the city. So typically, so we're going to call, let's see, where do we start? Haunted Happenings. So Haunted Happenings is twofold. It is both just sort of a generic term we call the season, but it's also a schedule list of events uh, put out by the city, put on by Salem Main Streets, Destination Salem, and the Chamber of Commerce. And that kicks off the first Thursday in October. Kicks off October 1st. Oh, sorry, October sorry, 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 sorry. Now you're good. October 1st to October 31st. Yes. Anything that falls in that. So all of that is the haunted happening season. But the first big event. The first big event, thank you, mm-hmm. is the parade. Oh, I love the parade. It's a lot of fun. And that's, that's we have floats, we have local businesses, we have sports Food, teams, uh, dancers. Music. Uh, uh, mermaids, pirates, uh, local uh, street performers. Bora was riding through on her coffin once. That's awesome. That was a few years ago. That was pretty cool. My friend actually got to dress up as Billy, Billy Butcherson one year. It was Hocus Pocus themed. So okay, yeah. yeah, a couple of years back for the 25th anniversary, they did a Hocus Pocus themed parade. Yeah, they had huge, um, they weren't uh, float, they weren't, um, like Macy's Day Parade kind of things, way mm-hmm. smaller than that. Uh, but they had like like 12, 15 foot 
I don't know what you'd call them. Do you know what I'm talking about? Of no. the Sanderson sisters, like prop marionettes. So people were like walking with these big. I missed that. Yeah, yeah that was really cool. That's very cool. So the parade is a lot of fun. And that's one of the first events. Another one of the first events is the pet parade. Oh, yeah. That just started a few years back, yeah. actually. It uh, grows every year. And they just moved virtual as well. So if mm-hmm. you're thinking this is kind of a cool activity, you can tune in from afar. But everyone dresses their pets up and parades them around. It sounds <laughs> it's really horrible, cute. but it's actually really, it's cute. really cute. It's not just dogs. Like, of course, in Salem, you got a couple cats. Cats, lizards, birds. I was going to say, there's one chick. She brings her bearded dragon every year. Usually has a little costume on mm-hmm. and it perches on her shoulder. She leads him through the, the lineup. That's adorable. It's so cute. And speaking of little kids, uh, we have the Mayor's Night Out, which is uh, trick-or-treating in downtown Salem. So they go to all the local businesses, and the businesses have candy. They sit outside, and and that's a lot of fun. But this is early October, and I was once asked, well, why are we like trick-or-treating in the beginning of of the month? And I was like, because they can't later (laughs) on. can't do it later on. I'm sure like in their neighborhoods back in, you know, Witchcraft Heights or wherever they live, that's fine. But the downtown area is is too busy. Yeah, it becomes a party. So each weekend it gets, gets busier, busier and busier. And, busier and, and like if busier. you come if you're if you're not interested in the shoulder to shoulder, come check us out during a weekday. There's definitely gonna be people Abs- yeah. here, but there's you know, you can actually move. <laughs> you can get it you have to expect several hour waits at restaurants, several hour waits to attractions. Most yep. of the tickets are available Pre-sold. online. Yeah. yeah. And you gotta, you gotta monitor it that day and try to snag them. I so know. just keep that That's in the mind. Witch Museum, right? Yep. Keep, there, sh- yep. Yeah. They drop them like 9am or 8am every that day. day. And you have to be geolocated in the city of Salem or, or within like, oh, a, I didn't know that. Yeah. So you can't buy them from like Boston or wherever. You have to be in like, like Salem. in a, a radius, That's I think. Cr- I didn't know yeah. that. That's so, intense. So that means you can't, so no one's fishing them, right? Right. You have to be here to, to buy them. Right. And loads of places like that. Time tickets, waiting in line, make reservations. Uh, some friends of mine, they come every year, right? Mm-hmm. Whole big family trip. They come every year and they used to come on the weekends. Uh-huh. And I think this past year was the first year they pushed it to like a Monday through Friday, and they're yep. like way different, way more fun. They they had time to relax and sit outside. We got drinks at at Opus, and mm-hmm. sorry, um, maybe we did that too. We go to Opus all the time. Drinks at All Souls, <laughs> sorry. And yeah, you couldn't get in in there on a weekend. On a weekend, not, absolutely yeah. not. So that that's that's a lot of fun, and it's a little more relaxed, but the same vibe. However, you do miss out on some of the energy. And events. If you're yes. coming for a particular event, most of those are on the weekends. One of my favorites, particularly, is the Vampire Ball. Put oh on yeah, by, you are. A, yeah, <laughs> you are a bloodsucker, aren't you? Eh, yes. Um, <laughs> put on by Endless Nights. This coming year is going to be October first, and that is. Probably one of the best parties in the city that I've been to. Yeah, we're super looking forward to it. Yeah, that's that's huge on my radar. Boom, the vampire ball. But they're not the only ball. Nope. You've got several different uh, costume balls, especially towards the end of the month. You'll see more and more popping out, popping up. But pretty much every weekend, the Hawthorne does one. Um, the what's the Seaport uh, Hotel? What Seaport am I, the, Hotel. 
Is that what it's called? I think so. I don't think that's what, waterfront. 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 <laughs> that's not what it's called. Seaport, waterfront. Waterfront is yeah. similar. Waterfront Hotel puts one on. There's um, at least one, possibly several, at the Old Town Hall. I know they did a 20s theme so this, this year. So this year, and this was weird, every, hold on, every, every Saturday, I think it was only every Saturday night, someone was putting on a haunted speakeasy at the Old Town Hall. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. I didn't realize it was every Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Uh... So there's always something, always something going on. And that just then culminates in Halloween night. So <laughs> this is a huge lead up. We see more and more people every weekend. But Halloween, totally different animal. Don't if you're gonna come here on Halloween, don't come here thinking it's You're going to do things. Yeah. <laughs> you are just going to be, you are just going to exist. Uh, you're just going to be hanging out outside. There are, uh, a hundred thousand other people. Yeah. There's, um, uh, many different locations in the city that are sort of cordoned off. There's bands, live musics, uh, beer gardens. Mm-hmm. They uh, pretty, they shut down like eight to 10 different streets. streets. So all of downtown pretty much walled off and it becomes, yeah. No joke, the biggest block party you could ever imagine. Yeah. I think there's at least four different stages. Three, four, five, the carnival on the common. Yep. Yeah, it, it's huge. It's expansive, and it just gets bigger every year. And and that is that is a lot of fun. Think Mardi Gras. Yeah, but it ends. So I know some of you who come from places like New Orleans or New York or Miami or Paris, you're expecting like a late night. No, we're done by 10. Yeah, we'll party till the sun comes up. No, no, no. We're done by about 10. So we cap the whole night off with fireworks. Everyone kind of gathers. That's the pinnacle. But once those fireworks are done, I think it usually falls around like 11. That's it. That's it. You have to either... You have to get off the street. You have to be there at home, get it, get to your place of home or get into a bar or a restaurant if they're still open at that point, because they want to clean the streets. They don't want chaos. They want to keep it somewhat controlled. That's a lot of people to deal with. So everyone goes away. So happy Halloween. Thanks for coming. November 1st. Or a nice little quiet seaside city. (laughs) It's like nothing ever happened. It's a little weird, but we don't just end. That's not it. We, we continue. Uh, it depends on when Halloween falls. If it's like a Wednesday, Thursday, then you can bet the next weekend's going to be pretty busy. Yep. If it's like a Sunday, Monday, the next weekend's going to be a little quieter, but still going to be busy. Yep. We're busy throughout the Christmas holiday season. And we're seeing that October season kind of bleed over into September and November yeah. because there are so many folks coming during October. We can't accommodate everyone. So be aware that if you do come the first weekend in November... It's a good chance there's going to be quite a few people still lingering. But then that dies down. We get to Thanksgiving. And one of my favorite things <laughs> that happens on well, is the day after. Wait, it's the day after Thanksgiving. Day after Thanksgiving. Um, Santa comes to town. Like literally arrives. Yeah. On the top of the he, Hawthorne he Hotel. Lands on the Hawthorne. And he has to be rescued by the Salem Fire Department. Uh, <laughs> so they bring a truck up. They got the ladder. They go up. They rescue him. And then they drive down the street. Uh, and there we go. That Do is. they bring him? They bring him to the tree, to the right? Tree. Yeah. Yeah. So Salem, if you come in January, you're not going to see too much. But if you come in December, yeah. we actually do have some things going on. We've got holiday markets. Um, there's 
a huge tree behind the Samantha statue that goes up. We've got beautiful decorations. A lot of folks downtown. A lot of folks leave their Halloween decorations up, but just make them Christmassy. So so you have a big skeleton with like a Santa hat. Yeah, because it's it's Salem, obviously. Yeah, it's totally on brand. Uh, But a lot of the markets again are in that same building that that. Old Town Hall, Derby Square area, so we're still utilizing that. Oh, and we have the Krampus Crawl. Krampus Walk down Main Street. That's in early December. It's a bar crawl, and everyone's dressed as some version of Krampus. Uh, A lot of hoax There are sort of Christmas parties. There's a a winter ball at the Hawthorne. Sorry, 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 sorry. Hamilton. Hamilton Hall. My apologies, because I went there. (laughs) Uh, It's like, wait a minute. I was there this year. Um, But there's all sorts of different holiday Christmas events. But my favorite Christmas event is, come on. Oh, I I thought you were going to tell me. You want me, the the trolley tour. tour. And I love the trolley year round. Like we, we didn't even mention the trolley in here, but take the trolley tour. If, especially if you're not into walking the city, you can see different parts of Salem, but during December, they transform it into a Christmas carol. So you get on, uh, and Mr. Scrooge is your guide as he then gets traversed and talks to his uh, four spirits. By the way, if anyone ever asks how many spirits that Mr. Scrooge talks to, it's four, not three. Don't forget Mr. Jacob Marley. Uh, and that just goes around Salem. You stop at some locations, you get off, and it is uh, comedic. It, it is fun. It is wildly entertaining. In partnership with Gallows with Hill. With Gallows Hill. Correct. Yeah, Correct. very so, fun. It was my first year doing it, and I will do it every year now. Yeah, I, I loved I've, it. I've gone probably four or five times. I haven't gone in a few years, but I went again this year, and, and I think that's going to become like a annual check in the boxes. Scrooge was kind of mean, too. He is a little bit. He called is me Barbie. Not surprising. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what do he call you? Uh, we were at the office Christmas party at the back. There's about five of us. Oh, you guys all got coupled in together? Yeah. yeah that's we're, hilarious. We're like a large group. Yeah, yeah that's w- funny. Which was fun. That's fun. So then we round into the Christmas season or or whatever you celebrate, but that ends with um, a tree burning, a tree burning. Maybe I'm just not a fan of the winter months, but like the last festive thing that we really do during the winter is the Christmas tree burning where they, you put your tree out on the side of the road shortly after Christmas Day, and they scoop it up, put it into a big pile. Down at the Salem Willows at Dead Horse Beach. Where they actually buried their dead horses. Fun fact, history thing. And uh, they light the whole thing up. And And it's like several stories high. It's pretty big. Uh, Canceled this year. Yeah. Canceled last year. Super Uh, sad. But I went the year before, and it it was fun. And it's nice. It's sort of, um, I feel it's very pagan. Uh, and it's like ceremony of the burning of the cleansing. And mm-hmm. you, if you want to get into the sort of that realm, but who doesn't like a fire and whether that's in your fireplace or in a controlled environment. <laughs> um, but you're like the Christmas season over. It's the new year. We're starting anew. We're burning it to the ground. And uh, and then you enter those those few winter months before the springtime comes around again. And we're back to where we started. Salem's so sweet. Yep. <laughs> Both of us will be giving tours this April. Yeah. So it's actually March for me. No, I'm, I'm not starting till till April. Yeah, right around the but corner. That again, I don't think we mentioned walking tours. Come take a walking tour if you're coming to Salem. If you go see the Pam, if you go to the Willows, if you go to the museums, don't forget to book a walking tour. Uh, but that's sort of the down and dirty of 
tourism in Salem. We uh, we hope you're planning to come. And if you have been to Salem already, I'm, I'm sure most of these things have rung a bell to you. And if not, hopefully it gives you some ideas for visiting next time. And people always are looking for something else to do. I know some people who come every year and do the same thing. I know some people who come and try to do something different. But regardless, Salem, like I said, five-season city, there's always something to do. So I think that's all we have for today. Thank you for joining us. Our next episode, we are going to be talking about the witch house. The final standing structure with ties to those trials. And your favorite Instagram location. Oh my gosh. So good. (laughs) Be sure to subscribe, leave a review, and tell a few friends. Also, again, our socials at Salem the Podcast, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Any questions, email us at hello at SalemThePodcast.com. And if you're coming to Salem, uh, be sure to book a tour with one or both of us. Links to those companies are in the show notes. Thanks for listening. See you later. Mm -hmm.